Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. What if around your phone there was a rim of teeth? Oh, my God. And it actually created, so, like, you can't sit and use your thumb on your phone because there's, like, a little wall of teeth around it. And also, if you bring it out in public, people are going to be like, who the fuck did you kill and why did you put their teeth? And they're, like, yellowy and maybe there's some cavities. No, they're they're actually, like, hit up your local dentist and be like, hey, do you have (laughs) any teeth? Yeah. Yeah, wisdom teeth. I'm John Favreau. Welcome to Offline. Welcome to Offline. I'm Max Fisher, and my long coup against the host he once knew as John Favreau is now complete. John, how do you feel knowing that as a result of losing the offline challenge, you've had to surrender your own show? Harsh punishment. Harsh Har- punishment, but harsh, I accept it. Harsh but fair, I think. I was um, I was a little too busy recovering from a condition known as uh, four days in Manhattan, <laughs> uh, which is why I wasn't able to take the lead today. Yeah, you've but been I'm feeling, feeling under the weather. Feeling better. I, I, uh, I contacted Vladimir Putin and got his dioxin guy to try to <laughs> try to take you down. But it turns out drinking 18 cups of coffee a day really builds up your immune system. And you, you were able to resist. 18 on a, on a low day. Yeah, yeah. but I am, uh, I am filling in for you today. And uh, John, what a guest no. we have on the show today. Simone Yetch is an inventor and YouTuber. She is known for imaginative creations like musical instrument that plays bubble wrap, a selfie booth for dogs, a drone that gives haircuts, and a Tesla sedan she personally converted into a pickup truck known as Truckla. She describes her aesthetic as the intersection of appealing and appalling, but to me, (laughs) it has always felt like a cross between Tim Burton, Wes Anderson, and the nicest, friendliest Bond villain you've ever met. Simone, welcome to Offline. Thank you. Also, that text message was under NDA, Max. (laughs) (laughs) It's all coming out now. You didn't say off the record, so it's all here. So, Simone, you often make creations that are deliberately not useful in the way that we typically expect modern inventions to be. They don't clean your floor. They don't manage your finances. I mean, you do make some things that are primarily practical, like um, the coffee table with the sliding top for puzzles. But I'm thinking of things like the piano whose keys play a wall of mechanical teeth, which is my personal favorite, <laughs> or the proud parent machine that charges you a quarter to have a mechanical arm pat you on the shoulder. Can you talk about what draws you to this way of thinking about inventing and why you think it resonates so much with your viewers? You know, I think I just unlocked a new bucket list item, which is to have me be one of those uh, TikTok filters where it's like, which Simone Yetch invention are you? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm the teeth piano. Um. You know, other than cash and clout, uh, <laughs> it's I, I, I mean, I, I kind of started. So, so my career started um, building shitty robots mm-hmm. and only doing comedy. Like I was I was building these machines that were mostly meant to be translated into a GIF. And then it kind of evolved from there. And I think, you know, it's, it's like I can try to duct tape a more um, profound meaning to it. I think I mean. That's Bottom line is that I'm just doing it because <laughs> I think it's really fun and it brings me a lot of personal gratification. But I think if, if there's any um, more profound value to it, it's like wanting to communicate seeing your world as malleable and hmm. seeing the little frictions that you have in your life as opportunities rather than as hurdles. So it's like whenever I find something mm-hmm. that bothers me in my everyday life, it's like, oh, what could I build to solve this? And And before in like 2016, 2017, I would have an idea that's like the most ridiculous thing I could think about, which is like 
I don't like brushing my teeth. Like I could have a helmet with a robot arm on it that brushes my teeth for me. But now I'm I'm trying to be like still unique, but um, have something that could have a semblance of, of utility. Why do you think it's hard for some people to wrap their head around the idea that there's value in making things that might not be practical or you've called them useless things? You know, honestly, I think this is such a fallacy. Like I mm. I think now I get questioned a lot less because it's like, I don't know. But especially in the beginning, I felt like I had to defend my right to build useless things a lot. <laughs> and it's like, I don't understand why we question when thing people make things. Like if you spend a lot of time on making something, people are like, why did you spend all that time? And I'm like, why did you spend all that time on fucking Twitter, John? <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is a great question. Yeah. Speaking of useless things. Yeah, it's like I think I think making things, even if it's not something that you have a clear end goal with or that has a, a place in its life or should exist in this world, it's still a better use of your time than like scrolling on your phone. So like can can we stop shitting on people making things even if we don't see the point of them? Yeah. Well, I feel like the you really put your finger on it with a like you had to defend your right to make things that way because our culture has like such a preoccupation with invention as this like narrow capitalist like we have to make things to make money or to like take the startup public or to pursue some like very practical purpose. Like why do you think it's so hard in our culture now to just want to make things for the sake of the fun of it. And that is why I'm running for president in 2024. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I think a part of it is also just the idea of engineering being this thing that you do for work and for utility mm. and making things. I think it's like if, if it's like arts and crafts, people give you a taller ceiling or whatever the expression is yeah. and they're like okay you're just doing that for for the hell of it and because you enjoy it but especially when you're starting to involve components of engineering people are like no that's what we do for work right. and work needs to be purposeful and then i've kind of like managed to shoehorn myself into like some sort of entertainment category so i i <laughs> give myself some slack there because i'm like no it's for the children laughter <laughs> 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 also kids don't watch my videos because i curse too much but they're very funny. There is something kind of like, I mean, this is a compliment, like something childlike about it because it's, I feel like, I remember when I was a kid, I used to love playing with Legos mm -hmm. or like playing with Lincoln Logs. And there's something so fun about just creative, just for like, you just build something up and then it's just because it was fun to make and then knock it down. But we really don't give ourselves permission to do that as adults. Yeah, I think, I think. Something that is so good about child play and that I want to retain into adulthood is like kind of the frolicking nature of it. Like I feel mm. like kids, they're just like they're just fucking around, you know, and there's there's no like a clear end goal. You don't need to justify it. Nobody's going to be like, why did you make that Lego car? Yeah, because the, the purpose is the the build itself. Um, and I think that I, I think I've, I've really had to fight to keep that space for me because it's mm -hmm. also like the typical story of like, you do things for yourself and because you enjoy it. And then suddenly a lot of people start watching you do that thing. And then you don't have as much time. And I'm really like trying to make sure that I have downtime to just sit and mm -hmm. like play around and, and do things. Um, because I do think that there's a lot of value in it. I loved um, Legos as a kid. But I was one of those kids, especially as I got a little older, who every time I bought a Lego set, I would like follow the instructions on how to build oh, sure. what was on the front of the yeah. Lego set, like just exactly like I had to do it. Yeah. And now that I have a child and he's starting, he's almost three and he's starting to play with stuff. I'm purposely trying to avoid having mm. like, you know, like he's just now building whatever he wants. Yeah. And I'm like now trying to do the same thing with him because I was like, I don't want him to be like I was and just like follow all yeah. the instructions because it does, I think, sort of sap your creativity to just like have to follow the instructions the whole yeah. time. I mean, I think that there are other values to following instructions because it's like helping your three-dimensional thinking and reading things really clearly or following. Yeah. I mean, there's there's learnings in there too, but I think the kind of off-road, you threw the Ikea manual out the window type of building is really good. Yeah. John, well. what do you make when it's just, when you're just following your imagination? With Me now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, I don't even, nothing specific because I'm not that, 
Impress artist. us. I'm <laughs> John, do you have any builds in the studio <laughs> today? It's <laughs> very bad at that. Justify the time you spend on that Lego set with your child. Honestly, I... <laughs> I was home the other day, and it was during the offline challenge, so mm-hmm. I didn't have my phone. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to play with Play-Doh, and I spent two and a half hours with Charlie, mm. play, like just building a giant ball of Play-Doh with like every oh, color wow. imaginable. Yeah. For, and I was just like, it was a weird experience because I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. It was like it was flow. We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, it was like I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I'm just like building random shit. I haven't done this since I was ten years old. But you were do you th- present. Do you think we've sort of lost as a culture that this drive for fun and playfulness? Or did we ever have it? I think I think something that we've um, definitely not learned and that I wish that we learned because I want to know how to do it is like using enthusiasm as fuel rather than duty. Like mm-hmm. what we learned so much in school and in the workplace is like how to be disciplined and how to sit through boring things. And as as somebody who's like in a, in a choose your own adventure type of work environment, I'm like, I just want to be excited and I want to harness that as the, as the yeah. fuel that propels me forward. But it's hard to retain excitement over a long time, especially as pressure. I mean, it's like the psychology experiment of as soon as people get paid to do something, they don't like doing it anymore. Right. Right. So I think for, for me, a, a lot of the thinking I have around that is like, yeah, how do you create a work environment where you're kind of it's force free, but there also are force elements, but you still are right. pumped about being there. Well, how did you get there? Because you, I mean, you made the point that initially a lot of your builds were about, in a sense, about the final product, like getting the gif, getting the kind of like punchline. But now your videos are so much about the process of you kind of exploring your way through the build and being creative on camera. I think, I mean, there's a lot of different things that happened there. Um, but yeah, the initial projects that I did, they were very much, yeah, gift forward and kind of a punchline. Mm-hmm. And the whole video that I used to shoot was about me playing around with this machine that I had built. Mm. But then I started ha- building things that, you know, I can't have a 15-minute video of me playing with a puzzle table, that, that mm. like a mechanical table that switches between two tabletops. So right. it's like I need to justify the video space of Mm. it and that was kind of forced me to start documenting the build more so yeah i think i think the way that i'm thinking about it is what do i want to do and then how do i justify that in the work context that i'm in now that's so funny so even as you are um producing this wonderful experience of play and creativity for its own sake it's still a little bit guided by the of form course. And the structure. It's like, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I'm not, this is a job. As I mean, much I as I love doing all... it, it's like, yeah. it's still a job, and there are always compromises you have to make. The compromise I have to make is like, put your logo here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm a human billboard, and the way that I can justify spending this yeah. amount of time on a project, like two months on a table, is because I have a sponsor. So it's right. like, there's always going to be compromises. I think that the ones I have are pretty minimal. Speaking of... We sell underwear to talk about politics. That's what we do here. (laughs) So obviously we really look down on... on Speaking of your forehead as a billboard, (laughs) you brought a hat to the studio today. I thought that was going to be a brain tumor segue for a second. (laughs) (laughs) This uh, segment sponsored by Brian, the brain tumor. Tumor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, okay. No, we don't. We don't take brain tumor money here. On. No, we have. We do have a line somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I was ready to pay you twenty dollars <laughs> to let me tell you my sob story about how I got a brain tumor. Uh, but no, let's talk about my train hat. I think this honestly, it might be its premiere on really? the wow. internet. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm so excited. flattered. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, you guys are very honored by that. I yes. am. Extremely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely. <laughs> okay, so it's a little bit beat up because it just came back from me to Jordan. But I, I wanted to make wow. a hat that has a train track around it so I can have a model <laughs> train that goes around my head. I'm going to have to take off my headphones for this. Also, I hope that it still has batteries. So this for so people cool. who are, are listening on the podcast, it's a big green felt, I think a bowler hat, and it has not just a little model train track around the brim with a little tiny train on it, but some really beautiful like trees. And I think I see some sheep on there. There are sheep. 
It's there a, are flowers. <laughs> there are trees. I should have brought Charlie into work today because he would be obsessed yeah. with this. He is yeah. big into trains right now. Just wait until I sell this to Charlie for $250. Just <laughs> so, not, so. not selling it. Yeah, so this kind of just started as an idea of, of you know, it, it, a lot of um, my projects are just scratching visual itches of just being like oh what would that look like so, <laughs> so cool. putting it on here and then turning on the wow, train and it kind of goes around. oh my god it's running around the brim it's perfection for those of you who are just listening it's well, incredible it is, uh, how do you get the train to stay on there uh that was a big challenge i spent way too much time doing this and this is also the time where i'm like i am so grateful that i can spend the amount of cool time job. figuring out how to get a train to stay on its track because they're really i remember going to the model train store i think there's one in like pasadena and they were like oh that's never gonna work <laughs> you're never gonna get the train to stay on the track and i was like challenge accepted watch me. yeah watch me <laughs> fucking watch me and i was like they do not know who they're dealing with here should we should we send a picture to them so it's say in your face pasadena train, <laughs> train <laughs> hobbyist <Yeah>. did <laughs> no, they know who you are uh no okay and i, I but honestly i don't bit. know even if they knew who i was i don't know if they would have had more faith in my capacity to pull this off but the thing i ended up doing is i stitched in this um piece of wire in the middle of the track so and then i glued oh, in yeah, all these magnets under the train so that oh, kind of helps magnets. it it oh, doesn't wow. it doesn't help it hold it perfectly like i can't wear it and shake my head and stuff i could probably not walk around with it but it's definitely um good enough for the vine i love it what was the impetus for it what does impetus mean max <laughs> <laughs> EFL over a, here. English is fun, not my first a fun language. fun fact about Simone is that not only is English your second language, but you have only been living in an English-speaking country for, what, like five years? I think it's six or seven wow. now. Yeah, but, I yeah. that. Uh, impetus. Does that mean? What, what, why? The, why? The, the, like the uh, genesis of the idea. Genesis? This what does genesis <laughs> mean, Max? <laughs> okay, that's in the Bible. What, Everybody knows what of, led you to start yeah. that? What led <laughs> you, you to Well, I am an you. unbaptized <laughs> bastard um, who has a very different definition of what it means to get on my knees. Um, sorry. <laughs> appealing and appalling, folks. Appealing and appalling. <laughs> Crude and wholesome. <laughs> oh, that was my first audience testing. I wrote that joke in a script, and I'm. Uh, it made you laugh. It's so, good. yeah, I it's real past, past quality yeah. control. Yeah. Uh, The origin, I mean, yeah, I was just uh, wondering what it would look like and thinking that it would be funny. You know, I I, I think um, I've I've been kind of thinking about how my brain works and I think a lot of my Mm. humor is also with similes. So it's like kind of comparing two different objects that don't really have something to do with each other. And I think that's a lot of the stuff I build as well. It's like the most recent project that I did and that I'm in the edit of now is uh, a flower vase that's also a lamp. So I call it a flamp. Uh, (laughs) And and it's mostly just like, oh, but what if it's a vase, but it's also a lamp and the flowers kind of become like the bouquet becomes the lampshade. So a lot of it is just like a kind of toy car crashing two objects together and being like, what would that look like? I do love the like sense of humor you bring to your invention. So I have a question about the proud parrot machine. And this (laughs) might be me projecting some like English major bullshit onto it. But I really read it as this kind of like commentary on the role of technology in our lives. And then we Mm -hmm. like look to these devices and products to fulfill all our needs. But of course, like our most basic needs, like a parent's approval, we will never get from a gadget. Is that just... Yeah, I, I think uh, we, can, we can definitely add that to really putting you on the couch here. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, if I ever have like, if I ever have an art exhibit, can you write the little Absolutely. descriptions of it? Like the yes, lofty explanation of yeah. it? I think, I think mostly the, the thing that really hammers in the joke or hum the joke for me on that one is that it charges you 25 cents for that it. Is, so yes, I think so it's funny. like, rather than being a machine, it's like, yes, you can have parental approval, but we're going to bring capitalism into it. That's it's good. like parental yeah. approval on an app, like a subscription See? model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can completely make it up. I do feel like there is a like I only don't know. dads. <laughs> only dads. <laughs> that is so good. Wow. That's a, put, put it in the store. <laughs> I like it. Crooked.com slash only dads. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
you've you've talked about um, that your advice to friends is to um, lower the bar for what they're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started thinking about this because uh, in another life, I was a writer. Uh, I have pretty much stopped writing, partly because I always feel like there is this pressure every time mm-hmm. I look at a blank page to like write something great. Mm-hmm. And you write something and then people like it and you're like, I have to do better next time. Why do you think we struggle so much with just letting ourselves just create, do the easy stuff. And and h- mm. how are you finally able to like lower the bar <laughs> for yourself as you just start creating things? Years of practice. Um, I mean, on a, I think it's just, you know, if you, if you set the brief for yourself that you're going to make something perfect and profound, it's like you're never going to get started. Mm. So I think it's like it's just all about getting the ball rolling in some way Mm -hmm. and if that's like drawing a dick on the paper Mm. then it's like yeah it's going to be easier to write on after that the ball's rolling (laughs) 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 and so i'm I'm just thinking of because because i'm 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 definitely a recovering perfectionist and i used to be so scared of even trying to do something because i'm like i'm not sure i'm going to be able to do it well enough and just starting small and kind of getting excited about something i think is is the way to go so it's like I mean, for for writing, if that's like, I mean, let's just write one sentence. But no, maybe yeah. that's too high of a bar as well. You're like, okay, let's rewrite this menu for Papa John's and like try to punch <laughs> it up. I don't know, like, yeah, yeah. It's just it's about like getting stuff on the page and being like, uh, you know what, that's not great, but it's okay. And I, I think got that's it out. yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, like, especially if I'm if I'm writing scripts or having to do voiceovers or something, then it's like I'll ask somebody else to write a draft for mm. it mm-hmm. because then I also know that I'll be like oh my god this draft is so bad <laughs> I need to go in and make it better yeah editing is get, becomes a lot easier <laughs> yeah and it's, I, it's so I think it's like how can you create that artificial situation for yourself in some way so like maybe that's even like having chat GBT write a draft oh there we and go and then be like okay very fuck offline this I yeah <laughs> well we had on the author uh Catherine Price r- last week and she talked about a definition of fun that she uses which is playfulness plus flow or being present plus connection and I feel like that last one is easy to forget about and miss out on and you actually have that a lot in your videos where you'll bring in other people to like work on a little component of a project that you're working on. Was that, I mean, I know probably to some extent that just to like bring some variety into the video, but I would imagine that that helps a lot in keeping it fun. Yeah, I can only beat my own face so much. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I'm also, I'm a bit of a lone wolf creator, Mm. but I notice that I, you know, few moments in the career feel as good as you expect them to and I notice that the ones that Mm. feel the best is when you're working towards a common goal with other people and it's so much easier to feel pride for a group of people than for yourself it's really true so I I think wanting to recreate that and I think that's also like Mm -hmm. something that I'm what I'm doing now is like I feel like I have no excuses to not have a great life because I'm so much at the helm of my own work destiny. Right. And I'm I'm very privileged in that sense that I'm like, okay, anything I'm interested in, I can kind of go for. So I'm trying to really see like what are the values that don't just look good on paper, but that feel really good. Mm. And having community and creativity feels like one of those. And then it's like, how do you how do you, how do you build that? So I'm I'm trying to I mean I'm I'm working on some bigger projects now and where it's like I have to work in a team because the YouTube thing it's like I I got it down it, sure. it's fine, but yeah just trying to figure out how to create that work environment that just feels as good as it looks. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I think that point about um, working together with other people on a common task for fun is a really important one. There's actually this theory I think about a lot that says that one of the reasons that we're getting lonelier is that we've lost what they'd sometimes call, sociologists call, forward-facing activities, Mm. which is like a shared task like a recreational sports league or like bowling is the classic example where we don't have these activities where we all come together and do something for fun towards a common, which of course, when you're a kid, that's what play is, right? Is you're building the Lego set together. And then one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about, partly with your videos and also just partly like, as John and I have been talking about, like reconnecting with what's meaningful in life because we're, you know, have three hours a day back that we, you know, took back from our smartphones is finding a way back to that kind of like common activity with friends where you're working towards some common task with them. Because it's also the way that we hang out and and which is great, but Mm -hmm. to an extent is like meeting up for lunch and being like, tell me what's up with you. And I I remember going to this um, this YouTuber who, Karen Puzzles, she just makes puzzle videos, like jigsaw puzzle videos. And she was having a launch party for one of her puzzles. puzzles, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, I mean, it's, I'm Simone Inventor. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, well, that was chosen for me. Um, and she was having a launch party for this puzzle. And it was like maybe 10 people. And she brought in a bunch of puzzles, 10 people in a bar just sitting working on a jigsaw puzzle. And yeah. it was so lovely in the sense that it took all pressure off of have, keeping a conversation. Yeah. It made mm-hmm. it so not awkward to remain silent. I mean, I also like broke up with somebody or we were breaking up if we were working on a lego set during like the breakup conversation which also like in retrospect huh. ended up being a really nice way because it added this natural breaking point of the conversation like There's it gave a us space. a choice to yeah. enter the conversation in and out and and i i think that like it's so hard to like be like we're gonna hang out or we're gonna keep a conversation like right. i just want to be side by side with yeah. somebody. That is really smart. Although now if my girlfriend ever breaks out a Lego set, I'm going to know something, <laughs> something terrible this is, is coming. Yeah. Uh, John, I, like you, have been thinking a lot about how to make writing fun again. And I actually, a couple years ago, stumbled into finding a way to do it as a like forward-facing group activity. And like is coming up- a Google up, Doc? In like a bit, kind of, yeah. So it's um, revolutionary technology. <laughs> called. I invented something called Google Docs <laughs> two years ago. I found this you neat guys little boutique website. Love it. Yeah, yeah Google.com. Um, I had a, during lockdown and the pandemic, some friends of mine started as a like group activity as an excuse for us to stay in touch. This board game that we would all play where it was like you do one move every day, which takes five minutes, but it's an excuse for us to all be like texting each other all day and it was great because it's like forward-facing activity that you can do when you're not together and the game takes like two or three months because it's just one move a day and at the end of it as a like group activity because there's a bunch of reporters we collectively wrote an oral history of the game we had just played which was a ridiculous way nerds. to spend our oh huge <laughs> not only nerds but it actually later it got written up by Vice because that's what happens when you do something as a reporter and the headline was I thought so funny the impossibly nerdy online game that's fixing the brains of media Twitter which they wow. really wow. they really got our asses wow. with that one. Um, <laughs> But it was really fun because you're writing just for the enjoyment of you and your friends. You're doing it together. You're kind of playing around with each other's drafts. And I feel like actually sometimes we get that on the shows a little bit where you're writing together. Yeah. So I, I'm really going to try to find more ways to take that creative outlet that 
John, like you, I used to enjoy a lot and try <laughs> to do it like with friends because I think it really works. Yeah. We need a catchier name for this than uh, forward-facing activities, though. I know. it's. Not... <laughs> but wait, so forward-facing, is that that we're not face-to-face? Yeah, the idea is, that, like you were saying, you're it's like a contract of, like, the contrast is instead of, like, you go to a cafe and you're, like, facing someone that you get, like, you know, if you go on a bike ride with a friend, you're both facing together. Yeah. It's actually, um, we joke a lot on this podcast about how men need therapy. I mean, everybody jokes about that because it's, you know, a thing That's, that is true. Yeah. But they something that they often say that men have an easier time bonding with forward-facing activities because it takes a lot of the pressure off Mm. on the relationship. And it's true. And that's why there's a lot of, like, cycling leagues or, like, I don't golf personally, but I think it works for people. Or why you pee side by side. (laughs) That is a big one. A lot of of deep conversations happen while peeing side by side. That's actually most editorial meetings (laughs) take place. That's mostly why I've stopped looking at my phone at the urinal (laughs) so I could start. Also deeply sexist because you're excluding all the women (laughs) or dickless population. So, Simone, you have also made inventions that are about working through um, tougher feelings. Can you talk about um, some of the stuff you made when you were going through your treatment for your brain tumor and what it was like to work through that by making things and inventing? Honestly, I think this is a great exhibit, like exhibit A of that I make my best work when I'm happy (laughs) because looking back at the things that I made when I was profoundly sad and it's just bad (laughs) you know and I feel like there's this this idea that art comes from like a deeply depressed place and Mm -hmm. it's like and for me it's like no it comes from feeling really good and being Mm -hmm. excited and and yeah and when I'm sad the the stuff that comes out is kind of poop. I made a, so I I went through, I had a brain tumor. I went through Mm. surgery and then I went through radiation treatment for it. I'm doing good. Thank you for your concern. That's great. Um, and, And when you go through radiation treatment, you get this like weird mesh mask that's molded after your face because they need to keep your face in a super still position and make sure that they get the same spot every time. And I turned it into a terrible lamp. I don't know why you're so down on. I really like the stuff that you made. Thank you. You can have it. <laughs> if you want to have thank it, hang you. it on your wall. Yeah. There you go. I offer you, when is your birthday, Max? It's November, and boy, can I not wait. <laughs> radiation mask layout. Yeah. <laughs> but I really am surprised to hear that you, I mean, do you think that, I mean, I imagine it's probably tinged because you were going through a terrible experience when you made it. I don't, I mean, it's not that, it's not that I look back at it and I'm like, oh, I don't want to think about that time in my life. Mm -hmm. It's more just like, oh man, that was, that was bad. Um, It just wasn't very pretty or appealing or something that I want to have around me. But then I do, I mean, I I guess I, I can't, I think that the things that I wrote during that time still hold up. The videos that I made, I'm, I'm like weirdly proud of like sometimes when I when I think about that time I'll like go back and watch my old videos from there because Mm -hmm. it's such a like little time capsule and I'll and I'll cry with my past self so yeah but the the things that I built I can't think of anything other than the radiation mask didn't don't feel definitely don't feel like my best work but did it make you feel better when you were making it at least yeah I think so because it, it, I do, I do remember that making videos about it made me feel a lot better. And I know that that sounds incredibly millennial. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna exploit this on Twitter. But it, it was, it wasn't so much that. It was just like every when, when, when something big happens to you like that, people react in different ways, and mm-hmm. you feel in control in different ways. For some people, that's like gatekeeping the information, and that's what I call the dad strategy. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to talk to anybody about that, and they're not going to know until it's stage four. Dad's uh, famously doing great emotionally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only dads. <laughs> you well, there it is. Yeah. Um, but for me, the way that I processed this was like, I, I wanted to scream it from the top of a mountain, and I remember being mm. like, I need to stop telling Lyft drivers that I have a brain tumor because they were like, hey, what's going on? How are you doing today? And I'm like, well, I have a brain tumor. And I'm like, I need, I need to stop doing that to people because it's putting them in an incredibly awkward spot. So so for me, it was like the, the telling the story of what was happening was a way to feel like I was getting some value out of it. I was able mm-hmm. to provide some value to other people and also just very cathartic. So, yeah, 
I think maybe that is the one thing I did create and that I'm proud of. So the you got healthy and then the pandemic started. So mm-hmm. that's fun. And you have said that the sort of the limitations around the pandemic sort of led you to change the kind of work that you did. Um, you created an online store. Can you talk a little bit about that transition and why the pandemic sort of led you that? I think it's also, I mean, I part of this is just me being a chronic upside seeker. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, okay, I got a brain tumor, but at least I can make content about it. Or like the pandemics happen. Well, I guess that means I can spend a lot of more time in my workshop and I can really work on my skills. <laughs> so it's like, it's more just being like, oh, this is the dish we were handed. And what, what can we actually make, turn this into? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was, yeah, I think it was off of the brain tumor I, it changed the kind of projects that I wanted to build because I wasn't feeling as silly anymore. I feel like I definitely got a lot older during that time. Mm. And a lot of the stuff that I did before and when I was a bit younger, it's so much about like, oh, my God, look at me. I'm so silly. I'm going to get things flying in my face. And I didn't really feel like doing that anymore mm. because also my skull doesn't have the structural integrity that it used to. <laughs> um, so and, and also just being like, I just want to spend time actually learning how to build things because I'd rushed through every project because I was on a deadline to make a video and I was always just putting it together. It really slopped for camera and I'm like no I actually have the time now because I'm not traveling and speaking at conferences to do things properly and out of that also the uh, product business started because Mm. you're like oh these things are actually really nice and it started with the everyday calendar that we launched on Kickstarter which I made because I wanted to meditate every day yeah how does so how does that connect to the meditation because I've seen the calendar and I was like I think I could use that but how Mm -hmm. does the where does the meditation come into play the meditation comes into play. So basically, it's this electronic calendar that you can hang on your wall and that has a grid of 365 days. Mm-hmm. And every time you do the thing that you want to do, mm. maybe use your phone not that ah, much. You get go. to tap that day to light it up. And it's basically just this like way to make your streak a little bit more sacred mm-hmm. and have it very uh, visual on your wall. So, yeah, I made it because I wanted to meditate every day and I would make these grids in my notebooks and check little boxes. And you're like, what's a prettier, more sacred oh, yeah. version of this? Oh, I should get one of these for uh, Charlie using the potty. <laughs> yeah. We're basically doing that with like stickers right now. But the calendar looks is beautiful. People use it, yeah, to to keep train their kids to brush their teeth and everything. And there's actually a surprising amount of parents using it. Max mentioned um, the uh, dog selfie booth. That's no. not in the store. <laughs> not in the Why store. not? Because I would definitely Some buy that. Some of the that. best stuff. It's talking about gatekeeping. <laughs> yeah. A dog um, selfie booth sounds You amazing. know, the world just isn't ready for it. <laughs> yeah. I, tra- I trained my dog to, I, I built this little little booth, like a photo booth for dogs out of Lego. And I trained my dog to hit a pedal with her button and it dispensed a treat and took a photo. That's so, so cool. So a way for my dog to take selfies, which was very cute. I love that. What's I the know. thing you get asked most about, like people say they want to buy that because i for me it would be the chair that your pet can sit on yeah <laughs> that's a good one uh truckla yeah Definitely. i would imagine that is a yeah yeah um so the tesla that i converted into a pickup truck a lot of people want to buy um but what's the, it, what's the best offer you've gotten on it mm, no serious offers at all but i'm we're actually considering selling her really wow yeah. okay you heard it here first mm-hmm. what's your what's what are you looking to get what's the floor I don't know. Where should we start the bidding? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tricky. It's um yeah, but it's like I'm not I'm not driving her anymore because I got a Volvo. But also, it's like she's such a spectacle, and I just can't take mm-hmm. it. And I don't want her to just sit in a garage, and then it's like I might as well sell her. I don't want to yeah gatekeep truck club. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. So we have been doing over the last five or six weeks the offline challenge Mm -hmm. where, yeah, I told you about it a little bit, where we're breaking our addiction to our smartphones and to social media by every week we had um, some set of restrictions we would impose on ourselves to try to reset our relationship to our phone and famously i just knocked it out of the park and just killed john three to one was not even close it's like one by four minutes twice two weeks in a row yeah wow i know really Do you, I mean, I know we're going to talk about uh, some of your ideas that you have, which I love for breaking up with your smartphone. (laughs) Do you struggle with smartphone addiction at all? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, definitely. I have a terrible relationship to my phone. Mm. I don't like it. It's such a pacifier. When do you find yourself going for it? Uh, when I'm lonely and, you know, and also like when there's something I don't want to do, you know, I'm, Mm. I'm, really tired from work i'm laying on the couch i should should start cooking dinner mm-hmm. my my blood sugar is in free fall and i'm like you know what let's just spend 45 just minutes on tiktok yeah and it's not gonna make anything better yeah. that's i felt like the big breakthrough for me was in realizing that it wasn't just the smartphone but it was when i needed something to cope with like mm. feeling a little sad or a little lazy you do you remember what you said to me when i was telling you about my smartphone addiction no you said it sounds like you don't need a new phone you need a new personality no <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah. well oh, that was mean of me well how, but did I not, say how that? have you been able to do with that have you been, i i've been doing great actually <laughs> yeah totally new you can't tell new me New me, I'm thriving. I feel like that has to have had some sort of context. I think you were joking, I think. Uh, Good joke. Yeah, it was (laughs) pretty funny. It was tough. It was was fair. (laughs) Um, No, I noticed that I'm glad we didn't do our, we were supposed to do our screen time for this week. But I I relapsed in a big way. Oh, no. Because I wasn't, the couple days I wasn't feeling good coming back from New York. It was like a five hour flight and I wasn't feeling good. And it was, I was just scrolling on the phone the entire time because when you feel like shit Mm -hmm. or you're trying to cope, you go right to the phone. So what are your averages? Because I looked up mine before. Well, now my average, my average was like uh, two hours and no, it was, uh, yeah, two hours and 48 minutes. Yeah. But if you look at the early days of the week, it was uh-huh. like one, 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 and then it was like four, three. Like the, the oh, you were doing like an hour. Okay, I was doing okay. better, and then the last couple so of your days baseline is really yeah. uh, screwed it up a little bit. But this is—are you guys like watching your screen time on the computer as well, and not just, just, yeah. just doing? No, but that would have yeah. been. It's okay. It's okay. So two, two, you, hours and, two hours thirty-five. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's Thank on the low you. end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're well um, below average for people our age, I think. Oh wow! Watching yeah. the video of you in the bathroom for forty hours gave me extreme anxiety is like my worst nightmare because um, of the proximity to a toilet when you're sleeping <laughs> yeah, the, the toilet's great i yeah. think that's just convenience yeah. to me that's convenience um no there was a lot it was a good place to do it if you're gonna do it but um why did you do it and uh and how did you do it and what did you learn about yourself in the process mm. Mm. So I locked myself in my bathroom for 48 hours because i had this idea that i wanted to make like a diy astronaut um, series where I was like in the most hokey way possible was make, putting myself through astronaut training and it led up to me going on one of those um, zero gravity flights which was really fun. Very cool. And it, yeah and a part of that was uh, isolation training and I'm going to be in my bathroom. It's like a very YouTuber origin story where you're like oh this is going to be a good thumbnail and title sure. and I think it's still it's like one of my most watched videos which I wish it wasn't. What? It's uh, a great one. It's a great one. <laughs> Um, yeah. What did I learn about myself that it is not fun? Mm. I would be, I am so not planning on a career in crime because being (laughs) in prison must be fucking awful. Like that is just, and I had a good, like I, I I remember sitting up next to my door and I could, and I didn't end up having this in the video, but I could yell to my Amazon Echo. 
So I was wow. actually able to like listen to a song on my Amazon Echo, but then she couldn't when she was playing music, I couldn't turn it off. So uh. I'd just be like, Alexa, stop. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, she couldn't hear me through the door. But yeah, mostly it's it's just so boring. I um, yeah. I wrote a book which is like going to prison because you were locked <laughs> in a, in a tiny room for months this is at why a time. I'll never write a book. <laughs> yeah, this no, is why I'll never do it. I don't also, recommend it. I feel like it. that's the yeah. most privileged thing I've ever heard you say. It's not, it's not, no, I I recognize that. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't worry, we'll top it. In the no. next. <laughs> but I I the thing that I learned was that I was actually really good at it, which I actually feel like is really dangerous because oh, no. I would, like really could like cope with spending a lot of time like locked in a room by myself, which mm-hmm. I think is why I have to like really make it part of my practice which I did as part of the like breaking up with our phones to like go outside and be deliberate mm-hmm. about seeing people yeah I think I think what's interesting and I, and I try to do this whenever I go on a flight is lower the amount of stimuli or stimulus that I need hmm. and I think that's like if I meditate when the flight or the airplane is taking off hmm. and kind of don't bring out the heavy hitters which is like playing Candy Crush and listening to podcasts <laughs> at the same time. Like if I kind of like lower the amount of stimulation my brain needs, then I'm happy just listening to a podcast or just yeah. reading a book. But then it's like when you start getting like the reward needs to be so much. That's interesting. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. noticed like if I do that and especially meditation helps with that, it doesn't take a lot to entertain me. Like I can be entertained just looking out the window. Yeah. That is very interesting you Mm. said that because when I'm on flights and I'm not a great flyer anyway, I'm sort of an anxious flyer, Uh, not sort of, very anxious (laughs) flyer. But on the way to New York last week, I was working on prepping for Pod Save America and I was like not connected to the internet. I wasn't Mm -hmm. on Twitter and I was just working. And I didn't have any problem with the flight. I wasn't that anxious. It was great. On the way back when I wasn't feeling great and I was just like watching the clock go by and Twitter and listening to everything, it was much worse. Mm. It was much worse. I used to fly all the time for work. And when I lived in London, I would fly between London and New York like every few weeks. So I am responsible for climate change personally. Mm. On your your private jet. That's right. right. (laughs) On the Roy family jet, yeah. (laughs) And I actually loved it because you're like – you're not connected to the internet. There's no Wi-Fi. There's, especially if you're going over the ocean, um, you're in this like enclosed space where there's no activities. There's a lot of white noise going on. I would get more work done on a plane than anywhere else I would be. Mm. And I really enjoyed having like an hour of just like sit and contemplate being on the plane. I found it really healthy, actually. How's how's the view from that high horse of yours? <laughs> <laughs> We're down here in the Candy Crush pit. <laughs> just watching the world burn up here. Yeah. <laughs> working on his new personality. <laughs> is it is it not good? Is it <laughs> good back to the drawing board? Don't like this one. Okay, I, so. I think if your new personality is like grind mindset, <laughs> then no, I, I think you should revert back to the previous. Listen, version. I've been in LA for four months now, so it's just fucking ruined me. Just destroyed my soul. Um, so, Simon, one of your ideas that I love for breaking the smartphone addiction is the hairy phone case. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> It's I, uh, so disgusting. Yeah. No, I, I uh, added a bunch of hair to my phone case. I, I've been thinking oh about like, you know, it, it's the thing is whenever I run into a problem, I'm like, how can I solve this with product design? It's like the same thing. I, I don't like having people over for too long. Like I don't like having people stay at my house because I need my own space. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I can solve this by getting a trailer. And I put a guest <laughs> yeah. trailer, like a separate little oh, guest wow. house in my in my front yard, and it has completely solved the problem. So that's like always I'm like, ooh, I don't like this. How can I solve this with yeah. product design? So I was starting to work on, um, like, is there a phone case that would be uncomfortable to hold in my phone so I just wouldn't be unaware that I'm using it? I think that's the problem when you get struck, like stuck in a scroll hole and you kind of forget that you're doing the thing that you don't want to be doing. And another version that I did was I was like, okay, but what if it's a phone case? Because I still want to get all the value that I have out of my phone. I want to get all the information. Uh, But what if it kind of my phone kind of has like bangs? And so there's there's hair partially covering the screen. So like I can still see everything, but I kind of need to like move the hair aside. Like the hair is down off the top of the like. Yeah. And it's just more cumbersome. Like are there ways to introduce friction? And I think Mm -hmm. this kind of falls in the category of like those apps that add a little delay before you open apps that you don't want to use. I don't know how you have found that to work for you. Didn't work for me. It's not working. The apps. No, I... 
I think we found that the like physical restrictions, mm -hmm. putting it mm -hmm. in a box, putting it in another room, those are the best. I actually yeah. I do think if you're going to do hair on the phone, though, if it was more like <laughs> if it was stubble. That feels that's freaking. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to hold. Well, the you phone showed with... me a picture of it, and it. I mean, it. It looks like real hair. Is it like somebody's hair? It's not. No, it's off of a wig <laughs> that we got when I built a robot replica of myself for Westworld. Yeah. I have to say, it looks like a. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it looks like a little gross. I don't know if that's just like me having a weird like. Of wig course, hair it's fucking gross. It's got to be the idea, <laughs> okay, right? Yeah. There's not... nothing revolutionary well, about it looking I, gross. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't want a beautiful to, haircut on my phone. I didn't want to offend you if you like you thought it was beautiful. <laughs> no. um, I I actually found I thought one of the most effective things that we did was when we switched to the big clown phone cases. Mm -hmm. oh. They like because it was like huge and cumbersome and ugly, and I really found that that like physically making me aware of holding the phone was was really effective. Yeah, I wonder if it's like if there's a way that you can um, harvest things that you really have a strong dislike for. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I think the grossest thing in the world to me, one of the grossest things is chewed chewing gum. Mm -hmm. I like even just thinking about it. It's it's so disgusting. And I if I had a phone case that kind of looked like chewed chewing gum, I don't think I would sit with my phone. But also I don't <laughs> want that. But like I, I wonder if there's a phone equivalent of like the uh, cigarette packet Mm -hmm. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> PSA oh, stuff. like a big sticker on it. Or yeah. like, you know, a, a, something writing off the success, no, the back of the success of the phone hair case. Uh, <laughs> the runaway staggering. What if, what if around your phone there was a rim of teeth? Oh, my and God. And it actually created, so like you can't sit and use your phone thumb on your phone because there's like a little wall of teeth around it and also if you bring it out in public people are going to be like who the fuck did you kill and why did you put wow. their teeth and they're like yellowy and maybe yeah, there's some yeah, yeah. They're, no, they're stained. no they're actually like hit up your local dentist and be like hey do you have <laughs> like real teeth? teeth yeah yeah wisdom teeth oh, wow. well charlie's going to be losing some baby teeth i'm sticking oh, those yeah. right on the phone <laughs> that that's it they're going right on the phone so revolting <laughs> i'm so upset right now well, I think we solved it. <laughs> so you had one idea that I really liked of um, making it collective and social by having you and your friends like keep track of how much time you were saving by not using your phone mm -hmm. and then pooling that into an activity. Can you talk about that? Oh, was that an idea? I don't remember that. Oh, but that's okay. a good idea. <laughs> Thanks, past me. <laughs> I think, you know, it's it's like, because I've been thinking about this a lot. And I also was looking through my list of ideas that I have. And one of them was making a phone out of a rock. And I think that was something where I'm like, okay, but if I just want to hold something in my hand, it would actually be more useful for me to sit with a fucking rock, like yeah, an iPhone-shaped yeah, yeah. rock yeah, like than that. my actual phone. Um, but I, I'm thinking about, like, what's the negative reward mm -hmm. and what's the positive reward and it's like the negative yeah it's like or, or can we make three different categories one is like adding friction mm -hmm. that's hair phone case putting it in a box stuff like that then there's the Two negative reward which sure. is yeah which is like chew chewing gum or i was also thinking of like is there a way to build up static electricity <laughs> As you're using the phone and that it like just very randomly and mildly zaps you. Because yeah. wow. that would get me to stop. I, I have that like on a, my like idea a, list. Like yeah. a dog shot collar. Yeah. I was going to say it's like yeah. a BF Skinner, like a Stanford prison experiment, but on yeah. your phone. But like, oh. I, I mean, I, I take a lot from dog training in, 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 in trying to get myself to behave better. But then the other one I was thinking is like, I want like... In in kind of the spirit of the everyday calendar of being like, how can I build positive change and how can I be motivated to do mm. better? Mm. Like what I wish is that there was a gadget on the lock screen where you can say, OK, I only want to use my phone for two hours a day. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you open your phone, it starts counting it down. And then mm. it's going to feel like something I need to save. Like I want to have that yeah. feeling of oh, like, oh, yeah. I can't yeah. waste water because I only have this big of a tank. Right. You know, right. that feeling I'm thinking might be a more efficient one and kind of just being like, like oh, no, 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 I can't, yeah. I can't spend that because I want to be able to do that's this a, later. I like that because yeah. the app now in, that's on the iPhone will just say like you have five minutes left if you set a time limit. But by the time you get to five minutes left, you're like, 
Oh, well, now I'm fucked. Now it's over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, like you can't. You just have to blow through the limit at that point. Plus, I like the idea of getting to the end of the day and putting down your phone and knowing that you have, you know, 98 minutes left. Uh, yeah. And feeling really good about the number being high instead of feeling bad about hitting mm-hmm. the, like, friction thing at the end of the day. And I think that's the... Because then it also, like, building a streak of being like, yeah, you've had seven days of not using your phone for more mm-hmm. than an hour or a half. And I think that, like, yeah, getting the feeling of that it's something that I'm saving. Like, those are the... It's the little... The little chocolate pieces in the back of my drawer. So much of smartphone addiction breaking like apps and discourse is all around like the negatives as like taking the phone away from Mm -hmm. you, which you should do. But I do feel like I wish there was a way to frame it as more a positive because I really started to get into it when I thought of it as time that I'm getting back rather than like, oh, I can't be on Twitter. I can't be on Instagram. Because the shaming just doesn't work for me. And I feel like it's so much, so much shaming. And I like, yeah, okay, but how can I instead build a sense of pride and like being like, yay, I did it. Yeah. I do with the idea that you had suggested to me, I guess, in a like drug induced haze or a drunk of some kinds is why you can't remember it. <laughs> yeah. Was that you would you would save up You guys have had some fun time. Well the idea that Thanks, I really Max for framing me like that person. <laughs> the idea that I loved is that you would get to the end of the week and your phone would tell you how many hours you had saved and you had mm-hmm. banked by using your phone less than whatever your goal was. Mm-hmm. And then you could take that and you, your friends who you're doing the challenge with, you would pool those hours together be like, okay, we all saved three hours. So we're going to treat ourselves by going out and doing this thing together we, that we wouldn't normally do. Or and Max's of, case, write another chapter of your book. Yeah, <laughs> <totally>. <laughs> or just take another trans-Pacific flight just for kicks, <laughs> just for the fun of it. I think that's like, I, I mean, I have, I have two other examples that I think play into this. One mm. was where I wanted to start exercising more often. And I set a goal for myself. Oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, how can I have a positive reinforcement at this? And I said that if I do this, if I exercise more than eight times a month, I get to buy a fun little like exercise clothing item or some gear or Mm. something. And that kind of became a positive reinforcement on both ends of the spectrum because I was excited about like, oh, I'm going to get to buy a scrunchie. But then also (laughs) once I had that scrunchie, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to go to the gym and wear my new scrunchie. Yeah. And then the other thing I, I was thinking about was first time I flew with my dog on a flight. I have an incredibly barky dog and it's an 11 hour flight to Stockholm. And I was so nervous about that she was going to bark throughout the entire flight. And what I did was I printed all these little cards with like some cute little text on it that was like, hey, I'm so sorry that you have the unfortunate privilege of sharing a flight with me for my first time. But the way that I framed it, I was like, I'm going to count each bark. And for every bark, I'm going (laughs) to donate a dollar to the ACLU. So if you get woken up in the middle of your sleep by a dog barking, just know that it's for a good cause. That's great. That's really smart. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, what's if you do have those? Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. She was so good. Yeah. So shame on you, ACLU. Yeah. (laughs) You missed out. Uh, But I'm thinking like, yeah. What could you? (laughs) Once you have those phone case hours, yeah. If only my dog hadn't behaved so well. We're so close. Yeah. (laughs) Seventy votes in Wisconsin. But it's like, Thanks, what, what is something really value, like something that could actually feel like a mm-hmm. reward to use those hours for? And I think like, yes, seeing your friends, great. Mm-hmm. But also, is is there something else where you're like, yeah, you can use that and you get cash? Yeah, I like this. I so, like the positive reinforcement. What are you working on next? I'm working on right now. I'm in the in post for uh, the Jordan shoot. I went to Jordan mm-hmm. and met this toy maker, Mohammed, mm-hmm. uh, who lives in a refugee camp and mm-hmm. outside of Amman, and we built a project together. So doing that, and then I have my flamp, the flower flamp. bouquet lamp, yeah. yeah, that I'm finishing, and uh, then I'm gonna go back to Sweden, and then in August we start shooting the Forks show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, I'm doing a show about everyday objects. Okay, I'm not doing a show. I have a, I'm, I'm writing a pilot episode for a show that I then want to sell that's about everyday objects and why they look the way that they look. So each episode is just like nerding out hard on an object and why it looks the way that it does, how has manufacturing and development and manufacturing mm. kind of uh, impacted it or different cultural movements. And it's, it's just that's like so product cool. design nerdery. The secret history of the fork. I love that. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see it. Simone, thank you so much for coming on Offline. Thanks for doing this. This is so fun. Thanks for having me. 
Offline is a Crooked Media production. It's written and hosted by me, John Favreau. It's produced by Austin Fisher. Emma Illick-Frank is our associate producer. Andrew Chadwick is our sound editor. Kyle Seglin, Charlotte Landis, and Vasilis Fotopoulos sound engineered the show. Jordan Katz and Kenny Siegel take care of our music. Thanks to Michael Martinez, Ari Schwartz, Amelia Montooth, and Sandy Gerard for production support. And to our digital team, Elijah Cohn and Rachel Gajewski, who film and share our episodes as videos every week. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.